So we've been talking about these movies and you've expressed interest in seeing them. I can't remember which one of you it was. So, uh, Tentacles. Was that you, Will? I don't know. Double build with Empire of the Ants. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, Italian Jaws ripoff and a movie by the makers of Food of the Gods. <laughs> with uh, Joan Collins. Dagon. The uh, uh, Stuart Gordon film. I don't remember that one. Uh, we were talking about it in relation to Reanimator, I think. When we were talking oh, about yeah, Brian. yeah. Uh, That's one of those that I always saw the box for, but never rented. it. Right. Yeah. I don't quite know why. Yeah. Um, in most Lovecraft movies, you're only going to get like a, a hint of what's beyond. Yeah. Sure. But that's, what, that's how you read most Lovecraft stories, you know. Right, it rears its um, head. It's and not that's, a great movie, but right. you get little bits in there. I think, wow, yeah. that's, you know, Here, that's good you. stuff. And then uh, George R. Romero is Martin. George A. Romero is Martin. Oh, cool! That's the one. That's the one I definitely wanted to check out. Yeah, yeah, and, and, we'll uh, check that one out. Yeah, we'll borrow uh, it from you. Yeah, we'll trade that back and forth. Um, cool, man. So uh, here we are. We're back. Um, I want to say special thanks to Jackie for joining us last time yes. Uh, yes. In, edit, in editing and listening back to the episode. It was just great to have her on. And um, did you, did you like the intro? The, yeah. <laughs> that was just a super cut someone had on their YouTube. Oh, okay. You didn't do it yourself. I did not do, I cannot take credit for that. And I wish I'd written down uh, the YouTube guy, but if you do Nicholas Cage, freak out or meltdown montage, <laughs> it's like the first result. And I there's look, more than one. <laughs> there's more than one. I love the fact there's that a, it starts a, with 15. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the vampire's kiss stuff is always yeah. the best. Yeah, you go to YouTube and there's like, a, a, you know, you can get a mix of 50 different Nicholas Cage meltdowns. And oh, man. Probably. Yeah. probably. I'm just guessing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of super cuts, as they call them. Mm-hmm. This is probably a good place to say, hey, listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about horror movies. We're just three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden. And um, we're not professional critics. We do spoil the movies that we talk about. Not so much the recently watched, but more so the featured attraction, uh, which for this episode will be Are We Not Cats? Uh, are we? Are we not men? No, we are Devo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love Devo. Uh, special thanks also to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Find them on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy their stuff digitally. Say hi to them on Facebook. Um, if you're on Instagram, I saw an ad. They're selling some of their stuff on vinyl, which oh, I'm super, nice. super tempted to buy. Um, do we normally say anything other than that? Moonrise. Moonrise. You think the moonrise? We did it all. We spoiled some movies. No, I think we can 
proceed with the non-professional We watched Are We Not Cats? We did. 18, 2016? I think it was made in 2017, but it was maybe released this Released this year? Yeah. Either way, you know, we're, we're right in there. Yeah. So it's the new Are We Not Cats, not, not the old one. Not the one from like. Not 19- the original 1953 version. Oh, I thought it was 48. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they shelved it for a while. RKO was, you know, yeah. in limbo with the. Uh... Well, there's, there's a Japanese story called I Am a Cat. Oh. Which is 1905. Oh, okay. 1905? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's cat, uh, cat's point of view or his, his middle class family and all these. Mm-hmm. Whereas stereotypes turn up and he makes fun of them. Mm-hmm. And then the as cats do. The rare Adam Ant album, uh something funny there. Never mind, I'm not gonna say anything funny. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that bit. Okay. Tighten up the, cat, the beginning of this episode. Cat music for cat people? Cat music for cat people. There we go. <laughs> I think that's a joke I was gonna try. What do you think? You could stick it in there. Okay. We won't cut that Let's out. Say it again. Cat music for cat people? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what have you watched since last time, Will? Uh, some, I was going to say Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul. Yeah. Season four. Four? Oh, wow. In the middle of season four. Um, it's pretty good. And uh, some more... Uh, Whatever that show's called, The Last Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, with Stupid, yeah. Son of Stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's only interesting for the last episode, I think. Like, it seems to run around uh, like a Flintstones cartoon with the same background going past. I don't mean literally, but... <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> it feels that way, story-wise. It's like, mm, this seems a lot like season two, which was a lot like season one, which I liked. But it's getting old. And then, you know, they ramp it up at the very end. And you're like, ooh, I'm excited for the next season when there'll be a smaller budget, less cast, fewer cast members, and and an even cheaper CG budget. Yeah. There were some funky things going on with the CG this season. Uh, Tell me they didn't use it for blood. Uh, No, thankfully, they didn't use it too much for blood. Uh, but there was a scene in the last episode, I think episode eight we watched, uh, was the last one we watched, maybe episode nine, where they were riding on horses, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were riding, like, fake horses, and then they CG'd in the bottom and the background, like, the legs and the background, because the horses didn't seem right. I, I turned to Gene and said, is there something wrong with me? What is, what's going on with those horses? Like the background seemed to be rolling underneath them. Am I having a stroke or is this really happening? Is this really happening? This is really weird. Huh? Um, and I think that's about it other than, are we not cats? Hmm. All right. Um, I feel like I watched something and completely forgot watch that I watched it. (laughs) Um, mostly I've just been able to watch, some TV and handle like 30 or 40 minutes of something. Well, I guess it would be 20 something or 48 minutes of something and then move on. Um, so it's not really much to talk about. Um, that whole, uh, series with Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin where they're just, Oh, it's they're in show business and they live in New York and they're aging. I think is 
I think they're in New York. Is that the title? That's a no. terribly long it's called, title. It's called the Kaminsky Method or the Kaminsky something. I think it's Method. Because he um, Michael Douglas's character is teaching uh, method acting. Mm. And he owns a small building. And I don't know if it's New York or L.A. I didn't really pay attention. Is that weird? Wow. Is that weird that I wouldn't pay attention to which city it's set in? I assume it's one or the other. Uh, I don't know. Any, Maybe it doesn't play that much of a role. It kind of doesn't. I mean, they they sometimes have to go out in the world and do things. I'm pretty sure it was California. Um, so I think it's L.A. now that I think about it. Um, or New York, you know. Was it sunny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Or were That's... the buildings big? <laughs> some of A, some of B, you know. it's. Oh. Uh, I, feel, I feel like. Were the buildings new or old? Look. How many trees were there? I didn't remember seeing any palm trees. Okay, so it's New York. Okay, totally. You know, you could just CG some palm trees in, boom, you got L.A. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's the only difference. Really, you know, truly it is. Did you ever watch Ms. 45? I've not. I'm just going to keep haranguing you about this. Every episode. Yeah, every episode. Hey, Will, have you seen that yet? Um, That's on Prime? No, it's it's on Shudder. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Same yeah, it's on your yeah, yeah. You have that as a module on your Amazon, right? Or, I do. I pay five bucks a month for Shutter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bargain, and they don't sponsor Shutter us. sponsor us already. Yeah, people, right in. Tell Shutter to sponsor us. Well, now that I know they're owned by AMC, and we've made fun of The Walking Dead a couple of times. Oh, that's all right. Oh, by the way, that's some of the television I watched. Anyway, this um, the Kaminsky method is is it's good. It's if you don't mind watching some old guys who do a lot of talking about being old, uh, you know, yeah. which they're aging. It's going to happen. Yeah. Michael Douglas now looks like Kirk Douglas. And Kirk Douglas looks like the mummy. He looks like great grandpa Douglas. Now <laughs> he looks like the mummy, not the Tom Cruise mummy. No. Cause that was a girl. No, he looks like Ramsey's a second, an actual mummy. Yeah. I ruined somebody's world and showed them Tom Cruise's middle tooth. I just can't shut up about it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Jolian, what about you? Okay. Um, <laughs> You've got a better... Oh, I did watch something else. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> we planned that, Jolian. Sure. Like, let's set him up. Let him reach for his notes and then say no, that. I'm going to cry now. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I watched The Night Comes for Us. Oh, yeah. yeah. After your recommendation. It was fantastic. Jean had to leave, though. Yeah. It finally got to a point where oh, she's yeah. like, I can't handle yeah, anymore I this. Watch it with Emily. So yeah. uh, she watched it up till the last maybe 10 minutes. Okay. I was wow. Like, oh, come on. You could have you could have finished she, that last. Yeah, she it got was past the last butcher fight. shop scene. And... Oh, yeah. You had me at butcher shop scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, you... Pat, that Patty Hearst documentary series. I watched that, too. Oh, Patty Hearst. Poor Patty Hearst. Well, you know, unless you believe that one mouthy hippie guy yeah, <laughs> who's now an old mouthy hippie. She was mentioned in a song by Warren Zevon, who wrote Wolves of London. Yeah. Uh, he wrote this song, which is a ghost story. Oh. Uh, what's it called? Uh, but anyway, it's about a mercenary who gets his head chopped off and oh. goes seeking revenge with his machine gun. Oh, interesting. And she's worked into the lyrics. Yep. Well, that's good. I think she's in the final line. There's a great picture of her holding a machine gun. As Tanya. Yes, yes. She wasn't herself at the time. I read a crazy, one of those crazy books like you've heard. You ever heard of the book, uh, I don't know what it's called, but uh, 
somebody wrote about 10, 15 years before the Titanic sank, there was a book about a big ship that couldn't be sunk. Yes. It's an iceberg. There's a book out there that is like softcore porn <laughs> that was written in 1970-whatever, like a year before Patty Hearst was kidnapped. And it is so eerily similar to her story that you have to imagine that somebody... It couldn't be a coincidence, but that's all it is. Right. I mean, nobody like wrote that as their plan, you know, because it's just a, a cheap, smutty book that the only reason they've republished it is because it's so weirdly similar to the Patty Hearst story. And I don't remember what, you know, the various similarities, but mm -hmm. it was odd. <laughs> anyway, so yes, on your recommendation, I watched The Night yeah, Comes for Us. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. And you saw Headshot, too. It was like the yeah, same Yeah, I didn't like group. that one so much. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it as much either. I thought this one was... This one was definitely brutal. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the most goriest films I've ever seen. Oh, my God, yeah. It was a horror movie level of gore. Yeah. But uh, I will definitely check out... Uh, uh, the dragon lives. Is that the other oh, one? Uh, the dragon yeah. lives again. It lives again. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I need to watch that. You need to mm. just sit and take notes for a drinking game while you're watching it too. Yeah. Damn. All right, Julian. We're not going to interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, well, I saw a Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. Oh, how was it? 2018. The grand triumphant return of Barbara Crampton. Yeah. We haven't seen her for a year. She's busy. Yeah, she she does a lot. Uh, she's in Death House this year as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so this one has uh, likable characters and lots of gore. Mm -hmm. uh, the hero is a comic book guy played by Thomas Lennon. Oh, wow. You've got Barbara Crampton, Udo Kier, Michael Paré. Uh, you've got a score by Fabio Frizzi. No kidding. Um, script by Craig Zahler, who did Bone Tomahawk. No kidding. Bone Tomahawk. However... Um, <laughs> somehow it's it's not however, as great it's yeah not... it looks good on paper yeah uh, it's, it's okay it kind of rambles over a field of plot holes before it gets down to all the killings it's got uh, it's got and a marching kind of, band and marshmallows yeah, and <laughs> it just kind of ends um sometimes it's hard to see what's happening because the camera's too close hmm. or it's edited poorly it's, what what just happened um, mm. Do you yeah, think they cut out extra gore? Or? No, no, no. There's oh. lots of pretty... Just bad editing all around. Yeah, and the gore's not that well done either. Mm. Um, I'm not, it's not realistic. I mean, you don't have to be realistic, I suppose. No, it's no. It's kind of cartoonishly extreme. Well, I sometimes uh, prefer cartoonishly yeah, extreme yeah. gore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, things like... Um, Evil Dead or um, Brain Dead, you know, yeah. works really well. But, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I didn't think this was very well done. Yeah, I watched the one before this one, the Puppet Master series, and it mm -hmm. was, <laughs> was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Puppet Master series generally. My cousin but... was a huge fan of Puppet Master. Right. He really liked those. I, mm -hmm. I never, yeah, I never felt like they did enough with them. Like the puppets come alive and kill people, and yeah. that's kind of it. I don't know what yeah, more basically. you would do with 
the Puppet Master when, when, series. In this one, instead of being on the run from the Nazis, he's an actual Nazi. Mm. Oh. And he's this like immortal who directs them, and there's multiples of each puppet. Oh, okay. So even though you know a bunch of them get scragged, there's like an identical one pops up. Um. Anyway, uh, that was that. Uh. So um. Uh, Uchdev Adam, which is a Turkish superhero movie, uh, also known as Three Giant Men, also known as Superhero Force, I think. Um, this is from 1973. Um, this is when Turkey is just, there's no such thing as copyright laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's God's blind spot. Yeah. So um, uh, this is directed by uh, Tifakret Uçak. Um uh, you got like a 1970s Turkish Avengers consisting of Captain America, Santo, and uh, Captain America's girlfriend, Julie. Well, yeah. Who, uh, who come to Turkey to investigate the crimes of uh, a gang led by the Spider, a.k.a. Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, he's in, instead of like a dark blue, it's green. But apart from that, he's, he's pretty much a... Wow. Like a, green and red Spider-Man. Store-bought. Spider-Man costume and he's got like uh, black gloves and black boots and then his, his eyebrows are really long villainous eyebrows that stick out from his mask wow <laughs> and he's really cruel like the first scene in it his henchmen have his woman buried up to her neck in the beach and then he has them uh, start up the outboard motor on a boat and carry it over to her <laughs> wow, wow. So, yeah well, so what do you think drives this like is, is the audience out there just waiting for a thing like this and someone goes, we need to give them what they want? Um, yeah. I, uh, like, or just the Turks are all easily entertained. Uh, American superheroes and serials were popular. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they had a printed version of Spider-Man until the 80s. Oh. But they'd seen the TV shows, I think, the cartoons at least. Oh, okay. Um, they definitely seen Batman. Yeah. And uh, so they'd been like Turkish Batman, Turkish Superman. Yeah, I've seen Turkish Superman. There's even a, a really obscure, uh, I think it doesn't exist anymore, a Turkish Spider-Man movie in 1966. Wow. Called Urumcek Adam. Hmm. Um, I, I think that's lost. And he looks uh, even crazier. He's just covered in cobwebs. Um, um, before I forget to tell you, I did watch your crappy Batman uh, serial from the 40s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to return that to you. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Astonishingly racist. <laughs> it's just straight up front. Well, it's mostly directed at the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And it was during the war or right after the war right. or whatever. So. It was right before the war. Was, was it? Was it in the middle of it? No, it, it's right I don't after uh, Pearl Harbor because it starts off with uh, the announcer saying the government in their wisdom has. Yeah, in it's their like wisdom. It's like 42 or so, I think, the first one. Huh. Yeah, okay. And then the second one's like 49 or something. Okay. Yeah. Which is a lot less racist. <laughs> Somehow. It's kind of more weird. <laughs> a lot weirder. <laughs> I, I prefer that one because 
Robin looks like he's in his 30s. <laughs> right. He just looks like some dude who hangs out with Bruce Wayne a lot. And yeah. He's his hairy thug from a circus. He's a hairy thug, yeah. And they, yeah. He's from the circus, yeah. You know, and they do weightlifting together, but they're not gay. No. Not at all. <laughs> and like the the uh, Wayne Manor is this like bungalow on a yeah. street in LA. Yeah, and, and, and the Batmobile's just a car. It's <laughs> yeah. just a sedan. It doesn't have anything. It's In fact, it's Bruce Wayne's car, which nobody thinks right. to run down the plates or anything or recognize it just like hey bruce wayne i saw your car batman was driving it you realize we're blowing some listeners minds they don't even know this thing exists oh i hope oh, there's a captain america serial back then i well. haven't watched those i've mm. never seen the captain america serials yeah everybody's leotards were really droopy because you know spandex technology hasn't really right you know i prefer that i wish they had movies now like you know <laughs> Hugh Jackman in a kind of droopy Wolverine costume with felt wings coming off his head. He's got a really bad case of diaper butt. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and he's not bulky. He's just kind of fat, barrel-chested man. <laughs> One of the things I like in that, that old Batman serial, he's, he's continuously trying to get the, the cape out of his way when he's fighting. Yes, yes. The cape is such a... You know, an obstacle. Yeah. It would be death to anyone who wore one. I imagine like uh, Wayne Enterprises, you know, they they pressurize the city council to not put in any uh, revolving doors and buildings. Cause <laughs> yes. That would be the end of any chase. That would be it. I like how he pulls out a, a, a little torch from his... Even then they had, you know, like micro torches, but yeah. he pulls it out and it's like a full size acetylene torch in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a huge. It's a huge thing. Like no way that fit in anything. That barely would fit in a car. That's funny. And a 1940s car at that. <laughs> that you could stand a family up in. Drive around a family of six. Standing up. Standing up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cars were big then. Put some furniture in the back, live in the thing. Oh man! <laughs> so we're way off track. Well, well, anyway, what, what, what anyway, purpose... get back to the Turkish Sapiro movies. This is what but, people tune in for. What what purpose does a cape serve if it doesn't cause you to fly? Well, Warmth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> these uh, the superheroes started. They're just based off circus performers. Oh, okay. so, and they had things like capes. Oh, okay. When when they when they did their entrance and they take the cape off to do the acrobatics right? yeah because they got in the way but it was like a good visual yeah if it doesn't if it doesn't give you flight or bulletproofness mm. then pfft, yeah why are you wearing that thing batman's cape does neither of those things it hides the fact that he was wearing a buttless leotard oh is it a buttless leotard that's scary <laughs> i don't know the cape's in the way i can't tell you okay back to the um to the turkish uh uh, all right. Uh, whichever um, Superman, the green, the green. So uh, the irony of the plot is uh, Spider-Man is running a counterfeit op operation. <laughs> I love evil Spider-Man. It's so, the best thing. Yes. Uh, and the, the music uses, uh, you know, is obviously taken from other stuff. So uh, there's tunes from Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. Just stolen. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Stick that in there. Like, um, what are you going to do? Invade us? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, um, you know, like superhero ripoffs from other countries, like 
uh, India and Thailand where they they have their own Spider-Man things and Superman yeah. things. They tend to be crude and serial style. Um, uh, they're not as interesting as their own homegrown heroes. Mm. Uh, so you know, after the novelty of seeing like a Turkish, a green Spider-Man, Captain America for a while, it, it kind of wears off. But um, uh, uh, I mean, um, a lot of these Turkish things are pretty rare now because if a film didn't make it onto video, then it's probably gone, disappeared. Mm. They didn't archive them. Um, you know, and I, I like their their uh, Viking movies and more. Wow, entertaining. I, I, um, Turkish Viking movies. Yeah, this is great. Um, I would like some Turkish TV shows. So the spider executes a woman with the outboard prop. Yeah, uh, he tortures a man with guinea pigs to the face. Ooh, isn't that straight from 1984? Yeah, yeah. yeah they construct this like uh, pipe. And then they strap this guy in, so it's just his face is in the end of this pipe. And then they push guinea pigs down. I think they're meant, meant to be rats. Oh, man. But they're these cute white oh, guinea pigs. Oh, man, guinea pigs. Guinea pig. Do it to Julia. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's more shower scenes and stripper action than the average episode of Adventures of Superman. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. I remember when Superman went to that strip club. <laughs> He doesn't Whole need episode. a. He doesn't need a strip club. He's got X-ray vision. I know. It only dawns on him in the last scene. <laughs> He's like, "Why am I paying for this? <laughs> I get this for free." Uh, and then uh, on um, Shutter, they've got uh, Satan's Slaves. Ooh, 2017. And uh, this is an Indonesian film directed by Joko Anwar. This is a. Um, so there was a film by the uh, same name, uh, Ping. Pingabdi Satan, uh, which came out in 1980. And uh, this new one was intended as a prequel. Oh. And not just a prequel, but the first of two prequels to the 1980 version, if you follow. Uh, Okay. Mm, Because it worked for George Lucas. Um, (laughs) Or did it? (laughs) So if if you enjoy like Juan and James Wan style Mm -hmm. uh, you you know, they, they take like a traditional kind of ghost story but then they film it like a slasher movie where you have a gag every five or ten minutes mm. right yeah um so it's kind of that sort of thing um, and uh some of them really work there's some good gags and there's like a really good one with a with a uh, the, these kids who are being spooked by this um uh photo of someone who's supposed to be dead mm. and uh, they throw a sheet up on the photo but the sheet falls in something else. Mm. It's, it's a good, it's a good gag. Um, uh, I didn't think the storytelling was it, it need, we needed to feed more information at the start because I spent the first half of it trying to work out how all these characters related to each other. They're all living in the same house, mm-hmm. and they're all uh, there's like several years in between them, right? And, I wondered if the grown-ups were married to each other or they were siblings and who was the parent of the, the little kids. Mm. Uh, and it's a shame because that is really important. The family relationships becomes really important in the second half. Oh. And uh, I wish it, it fed it yeah, earlier. It told you. So what, what you get instead are like info dumps. So halfway through, this woman gets hold of an article. She gets given an article which basically lays out Oh. Uh, 
and the mythology of what's going on. And then towards the end of the movie, she gets another article which uh, retracts some of the statements of the previous article. So you then you're trying to work that out, and then the movie is almost over. They don't. Oh. They don't give you like a crusty old gardener who tells everything. Yeah, there's like this crusty old gardener. <laughs> you think he's just going to explain everything, but he hands her an article and she goes oh, away. Okay. And then later on, it gets read. So he sort of does it. Um, usually, it's verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't tell you uh, who was who and what their names were and how they related to each other until about halfway through. Um, the ending's not not difficult to figure out. Right. Uh, I've seen some people confused by who the there's this couple that turns up at the end, but it makes pretty clear their significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is the antagonist from the previous version of this film, but you don't need to know that to understand okay. what their role is. Um, yeah, so there's it, some good gags in it and good images. I, I thought it was pretty well done overall. Uh, it's got a Muslim family, the, mm. uh, the, the main characters, and uh, so you get the... the the burials are like the traditional Indonesian style where they just wrap them up and mm-hmm. bind up the wrappings and bury them with a face showing and then things stuffed up their noses. Really? And uh, so this, uh, when they come back from the dead, they're known as uh, Pokong. What? And and often in movies, uh, there's quite a few Pokong movies. Um, I know about these because I did a cover for Monster Magazine. Okay. Uh, well, they wanted a poke on the cover. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, it's basically a, a ghost could can also be a zombie. Mm. Uh, and sometimes because they're bound up there, you hop. So they're kind oh. of like the Jiangxi from yeah. uh, Chinese folklore. But um, uh, yes, you, you get some like Indonesian undead turn up at the end if you want to check out what they look like. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I quite enjoyed that one. Um, Indonesia's making some good films. Yeah, uh, it's not related to the one uh, percent motorcycle club of. <laughs> I think there's one. There's one definitely one in the UK. I think there's one in California as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, different Satan slaves. Right. So uh, yeah, that, that was a good. One. And you're you're familiar with uh, what the one percenter refers to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something about. Uh, Somebody came up with this wisdom that only one percent of bikers were really the murdering, you know, it criminal the, types. Uh, it was the AMA, oh. the American Motorcyclist Association. Oh, they said it's so. Supposed to have said ninety-nine percent of motorcycle clubs are legal, law-abiding citizens, uh. implying that the other one percent are scum of the earth. Oh, right. So the 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 outlaws, the ones who didn't want to be in the AMA, call themselves one percenters. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, there used to be a bike rally down. You know, I lived um, when I lived in England. The, there was a main road down to the coast, went right outside our house. So, oh, great! Yeah, these huge rallies of choppers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Here, impressive. I thought they were rich bikers. Yeah, the one percenters. <laughs> yeah, you used to see the um, the patches and decals for sale in magazines or at truck stops or whatever. Mm. Sometimes, where mm. you could get one of those one percenter. That'd be kind of cool. Like. Put that on mom's car. Not tell her about it. <laughs> one percenter. <laughs> That's right, mom. Yeah, one percenter Lexus. Is that it for your recently watched? Yep. Well, we can't put it off any longer, people. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about. Are we not cats? Are we not cats? We're not. We're not cats. We're your hosts. Um, so I watched this thing last night, um, and. Uh, 
Julian asked me when we were driving over here, um, well, what'd you think? And I said, well, I've got two minds about this one. I liked the vibe of it. I liked the, the moodiness and, uh, the look of it, but what up with the story? You know, the story really was, it left me wanting more of a story. And I'm not saying that, um, that there wasn't maybe something going on there that I missed. Cause that happens to me all the time. You know, I, I do a second viewing of something and go, Oh, I think I see what they were doing here. Um, so, uh, my first impressions were sort of like when you see that first, uh, James Jarmusch movie, that black and white one that I keep forgetting the name of, um, Which it's, one? it's the one where the guy goes to pick his cousin up from the airport, uh, or something like that. And, are you supposed to pick her up from somewhere and show her around stranger in a strange land or whatever? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I think of it like, okay, maybe it's this filmmakers, uh, one of those where it's like, yeah, you could, you can see the promise there. You can see that there's a trajectory to where they're going to be doing some really interesting films, um, and some really good work. Uh, the groundwork is, is getting laid out for better things. Uh, so I will say that uh, I look forward to seeing more from, from the people who made this. Um, however, uh, the story left me wanting more. Uh, and there was only one bit of acting that really kind of put me off was the main character's dad. It seemed just like something out of a trauma film. Oh, we sold the house. Yeah. You know, he was just kind of clowny and, and, and I wasn't believing him at all. Uh, everyone else was kind of like, they're just kind of losery and mopey. And this, this movie made me think of, of another movie, uh, Buffalo 66. Oh, okay. Uh, only this movie had less interesting people. Yeah. Um, this movie felt very, like a very personal vision Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like they accomplished what they set out to do. Evidently, this was a short film first. Yeah, yeah I and read that they, too. They, I assume that the third act was the film, the short film, and they they loaded up on the front. Yeah. Um, do we want to give a quick rundown? That sure. Eli is a garbage man who loses his job, his girlfriend, and his house all in the same day. Yep. Um, he gets a truck, a panel truck from his dad. And he agrees to drive an engine to somebody upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, are you sure it wasn't LA? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was okay. New York because there was snow on the ground. Okay. No palm trees? No palm okay. trees. And uh, although I kept thinking it took place in Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But he, uh, I think he was in New York. And then, But he goes upstate to deliver motor he meets some guy who we called trent reznor because he looked vaguely <laughs> like him and you never give trent reznor a ride anywhere nope that's the first lesson you learn that's true. um second don't drink antifreeze yeah uh he meet then meets trent's girlfriend anya who seems a little off mm-hmm. she's suffered a head wound at a party and People were just Eli hitting just, each other, weren't they? Yeah, Eli just kind of hangs out with them, even though Trent and Anya are making out. It yeah. seemed weird. Like, he had some weird social awkwardness that was... 
don't know what Trent's problem was, but uh, he finds out that they both share a similar trait, eating hair, uh-huh. and uh, it goes from there. Yeah, yeah, the, it, it just sort of mopes around and lays there, uh-huh. most, mostly until it's time yeah. for um, the uh, do-it-yourself surgery kit. Yes. Um, turns out you shouldn't eat hair because you're not a cat. And you can't digest it. And you can't well. digest it, so you'll form a bezoar, <laughs> which I've always wanted to see a bezoar. I imagine it's the most disgusting thing ever. It it's probably like, just looks like a hairball. Only it just bigger. looks like hairball, I imagine. But You've got cats. I should have looked a bezoar up on the internet by now, but I want to see one in real life. Yeah. They used to be like jewels and prized gems, and they protected against magic really yeah is that why you make it into a disco ball yes okay um exactly so he performs some surgery which he gets a mild talking down to about don't perform surgery the doctor basically tells him and then uh they fall in love yeah um this is a this this movie could really edit it in the style of don't don't eat hair don't drink antifreeze don't Drink antifreeze. Yes, exactly. Don't give Trent Reznor a ride. That's right. Yeah. Um. Don't buy a panel <laughs> truck from your crazy foreign dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of thought it was interesting that, okay, the weather's really cold and shitty. This guy is a hundred and something miles from home. I think I, I, think I live here now. <laughs> this, yes. This is where I live. There was this weird party, drunk on antifreeze, and... Uh, Everything was super low tech. Uh, that was interesting. Like nobody had a cell phone. No. And even even the instruments were just old turntables and old organs that had light bulbs affixed yes. to them. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I like when movies ignore technology, you know, yeah. because it, it's so all consuming now. This movie had an awesome soundtrack. Too. Yeah, I the soundtrack. Yeah, what do they call that sludge? What, did you know anything about the genre of music called sludge? No. Okay, if you read the credits, they're like... Um, oh, they put that, that band together for the film, I think. It okay. It wasn't an actual band. Oh, I thought, oh it was, really? I thought it was a style of music called sludge. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like sludge metal. It's like doom metal. It's, it's really um, a lot, very heavy on the bass. and Yeah. Real slow. slow and, Real slow, yeah. yeah. Like, typo, like the word sludge. Yeah, like typo negative is like... Damn, that's really mopey and, and dark and slow. Yeah, I, was, I found myself wanting to see more of the band than the shenanigans yeah. in front of them. So, Julian, uh, you you mentioned when we were driving over here that uh, you were checking the checking the time code on this pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, this was well inside the Barnes limit. This was seventy seven minutes. Yeah. So, uh, what was making it drag for you? Was it the mood? Um, the look of it. I remember when I started watching it. I I, it reminded me that I'd seen the trailer for it at the start of some indie horror movie, and I and I thought, oh, quirky indie comedy, right? Which uh, I I detest, and and so I, I just like put it out of my mind, and I just I'm you, you never going to watch this. You don't like quirky indie comedies? Quirky indie comedies? Oh. No. And it was just so. Can you give me an example of a mainstream one well, for it, our it, listeners? Like this one. Uh, man seeks solace in magic pixie girl, and so many of them. Yes, yes, that has been done to death. 
Magic Pixie Girl. Magic Pixie Dream Girl is is the whole genre. But I've never seen one who eats hair. Yeah, but that's the only thing that separates it is like where we've got like a standard quirky indie. True. Like slacker comedy. Uh, How is it going to be different? Well, let's do something really gross. Yeah. You know, I think if they had involved some black magic in this, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Like why hair eating and and hairball removal? It could have just been like uh, we're going to conjure a demon, you know. <laughs> Maybe the demon causes some problems. Nothing too major, keeps it interesting. Yeah. No, because I liked what you said the other night that hair eating is cannibalism light. Oh yeah, I did say <laughs> I said that on the phone to Will. Yes, and I was like, that is so perfect. That's exactly what this yeah. movie is. It fits in with chewing the scenery. Yeah, yes. sure does. With food. Uh, this is eating something that shouldn't be eaten. Mm-hmm. Hair. Because it's fucking disgusting. Um, I've seen a bunch of, uh, well, not, not a whole load of, but like uh, Japanese horror movies where people are uh, expelling hair from their mouths. Mm, yes, but I've seen that. Yeah. Hair going the other way is... It's unusual. It's yeah. quite disturbing. I don't know. The more we wondered, we watched this and we we're like, was that a horror movie? Because it could have been an indie comedy. But the more I thought about her eating hair, and when he wakes up and most of his hair is gone, it's like that puts it over the edge. Nobody dies in this movie, although she comes close, I guess. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that she ate hair was enough to make me think that this was a horror movie. Okay. Uh, Which is why I recommended it. Uh, okay. It was like, this is pretty horrifying. She ate hair. And they tried to make it a meet cute moment, too, where they were smiling and laughing at one another. And then they're eating hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting. It's called uh, trichophagia. Yes. Yeah. It's an actual thing. Mm-hmm. So, what, yeah, you got to wonder, uh, are, are the problems really that serious? You know, do you really get... A hairball? Stuck? Yeah, you can get a big hairball. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's, um, that's crazy. And that, yeah, Bezoar is like a big hairball that gets covered in stuff. It just hard- basically hardens into like a stone. Yeah. And you have to be operated on or you croak. That's so Because you crazy. can't pass it. There are worse things, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty gross. <laughs> that's up there. Yeah, there are people. I mean, people who eat dirt. Cronenberg made a whole career off body horror. Funny, right. and I should... think eating hair is up there in body horror. That's funny. You should mention that. I was going to ask you if any of this reminded you of Cronenberg. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminded. I, I started thinking of other films where it's like a, a romance plot, mm-hmm. but there's something really gross going on, or something. Really yeah. Horrible. Also, yeah, you got the flyer, Dead Ringers, Dead Ringers, Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, possession. Mm-hmm. Um, splice, altered states. I haven't. Have I seen uh, splice? Empire of the Senses. No, I've not seen. <laughs> Don't that. know that one. <laughs> That's based on an actual case in Japan in the 1930s. It was named Sado Abe. Uh, but this couple was just sexually obsessed with each other to the point of the outside world was just 
Hmm. Less and less important. And uh, eventually he died and she cut off his penis and kept it in her pocket. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So this was filmed in 76 by Nagisa Oshima. Ah. Empire of the Senses. Yep. I'm going to have to find that one. Oh, yeah. Criterion Blu-ray. remind me a bit of uh, Secretary? <laughs> I'm I, I'll lend it to you if you like. It's pretty, sure. it's pretty hardcore. You, you've seen Secretary. Yeah. Right? The James Spader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like this. It's kind of S&M, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a meat cute kind of <laughs> comedy. But then they're into S&M. <laughs> yeah. And uh, everything works out for them in the end because oh, of S&M. I'm happy for them. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a good movie. I really like Secretary. I recommend it highly. What's their safe word? I don't know that they have a safe word. Uh, yeah. I don't think they mention that. You know, well, they should. <laughs> yeah, they probably they would probably. I'm, do I'm well. not saying it's a positive view of S and M, but it's yeah. a positive view of love, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it is because you know, she sorts out some of her problems and some some of her weaknesses and some of his too. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, he's not just, perfect. Just because no. he's in control doesn't make him like. Yeah, no, I recommend that film highly. I enjoy that. Have you watched the two Nymphomaniac films yet? Too nymphomaniac. I, no. I don't, just don't like Sheila Beef. Yeah, I don't either. He's not a big part of of the movies, but yeah, he's he's hard to look at because he's such a. Little just don't wiener. like his 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 general attitude towards other artists. No, I don't like his stupid face either. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go, Labouf, go away. Um, but the but the um, the S and M stuff uh, that the woman recounts. Um, in I think it's the second Nymphomaniac movie, makes the stuff in Secretary look like SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, Seriously. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's that? What's that cat's name that made Nymphomaniac? Uh, he also did Antichrist. Damn it! Was it? Oh, uh, Refn. Uh, uh, Refn. I want to say no, Ga- I want to say Gaspar Noe, but I know it isn't. No, it's not him either. It's uh, damn it. Is it? It's He's not Lars German. von Trier, is it? Yes. Yes, there Lars von Trier. Thank you. Lars von Trier. Yeah. I'm just like, duh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I the, wanted to say Werner Herzog. Yeah, totally. I knew that was He's wasn't narrating right. it as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it's some, it's some crazy shit. Uh, you know, it's worth a look. Uh, you know, the Shia LaBeouf isn't, you know, a big part of it, so that's, that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. There's no Transformers? No. Well... Sort of. I'm not going to go on record saying there aren't. I don't okay. remember any. Okay. In Nymphomaniac. No. I'm pretty sure there's not. Um, so this movie moves along at a pretty slow pace. Yeah. And it's less than 80 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the Barnes limit is 90 minutes or less. Now so. bring it in at 90 minutes. I don't care if it's about eating hair. <laughs> <laughs> or moping your way upstate and you living know. there now. <laughs> He gets a room at the junkyard and yeah, I up. loved people's attitudes in this. People were like, like the guy at the junkyard tells Trent Reznor, "Fuck you, get shut up, <laughs> go sit inside," and uh, you know, and then he works for the logging company. And Al's like, "Yeah, yeah, I knew you worked for a garbage truck. You fucking stink or whatever." It's just... Oh God, I liked the tree cutting device. Yeah, I've never that, seen one of those. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, no, I've only seen chainsaws. Yeah, and then other like a equipment. Chainsaw and a 
Bobcat. Backhoe Bobcat? Yeah, Yeah. kind of mix. Yeah. It it grabbed the tree and then snip it at the same time and then turn it without tipping the vehicle over? That's crazy. I like that. There's your technology. Now, I don't want people to go cutting trees down, but if you must, this is a cool machine to do it. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever told you guys, I've put thousands of trees into the ground. I used to, um, didn't used to, but I one summer worked as a tree planter. Oh, nice. Yeah, you'd plant these tiny trees. And uh, my Where brother, was this? This was in northern Idaho. And, oh, okay. And I think we even went into... Did they not have enough trees in Idaho? Well, that's the funny thing. You they could, had... couldn't be Hawaii. No, no. Not confused. No. Okay. I'm sure it was So I was thinking Hawaii could use some trees, maybe. Yeah, but you know, planting palm, palm trees. trees. I don't know how to do that. Um, actually, I do. You, you put a coconut in water until it sprouts, and then you plant that. Oh. Um, no, uh, planting trees, this has nothing to do with the movie. Um, <laughs> planting trees is a real job. Re- reforestation. And the reason yeah. you end up doing it is because places like Idaho had so damn many trees that people went, let's cut all of them down. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said, no, you got to go put those back. So oh. then they would, So the logging companies, the lumber companies would have to um, pay for reforestation. And then that's usually small outfits that go in and they have to put them, you know, every 12 feet or whatever in a grid across the side of a hill. And you expect a certain amount of them to die. And then they come back and revisit it a few years later to say, well, how many more do we need to plant in here? Hmm. And then if you don't rake the floors, you could have a forest fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just making sure, you know, rake the floor of the forest. Yeah. Yep. 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 Rake the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the technical term for the uh, the ground in a forest, right? The yeah, floor? The floor, yes. Yes. Okay. But what does this tell us about hair eating? Mm, well, funny you should say that. Uh, well, um, the main character, well, the female lead of this has a wig. Yeah. And it looks... Was a- she unnaturally yellow? To anybody uh, Yes, yes. Um, I think the bald cap makeup, they tried to blend it in, and I think they ended up going a little yellow with the makeup. Mm. So they just put the same foundation on her face as they put on yeah, her head. she was very yellow. Yeah. I wasn't convinced by the bald cap makeup. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the look of the thing otherwise, I, it, it felt like cold and damp. That and was excellent photography. Dreary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know who the director of photography uh, was. Matt but, Clegg. But uh, did a good job. Yep. Yeah, I want to see more, uh, you know, f- from these folks, but uh, I want the story to do something more than this one did. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts or observations about this one? Uh, she, in her, she has this very decorated den mm-hmm. and uh, there's this big japanese symbol or chinese symbol on the wall and that means to swallow oh, oh really no kidding yep a little bit of trivia for you that's an easter egg that they threw in there for us yeah <laughs> you gotta think there's probably more then right probably. i imagine there was nothing under trivia for this on imdb no they kind of glossed over this one didn't they um, didn't seem like a lot of people had seen it yet. Um, it's got really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, critics. I went to a, um, a variety online, you know, uh, I know they're also a newspaper still, but variety did a, 
a, a pretty long review of this. And oh, nice. They, they seem to favor it quite well. I went to that to sort of get um, a synopsis because the synopsis uh, just wasn't, well, the, the, nobody had a really good synopsis except for, you know. Yeah, I think the synopsis on Shutter just said that Eli's lost his job. A couple of mopey bastards eat hair. <laughs> but they didn't say anything about hair eating. That's uh, but when you guys read it, I guess it did. It, it was strange. I guess it's... your Shutter review gives better reviews. We passed through this after trying to watch Malevolent. How was that? Uh, Apparently terrible. <laughs> dull. Dull. It is a story you've seen a zillion times before. Um, ghost hunters who are kind of scammy folk encounter a real ghost. <sighs> Uh, yeah, we couldn't get through it. We we will switch to this, which I was glad afterwards. But. Uh, I I uh, don't read the synopses and shadow before I see things because they often give things. They away. They give things away. That's and and if you read any of those reviews that where they use little skulls as the stars, th- these morons, half of them are so stupid they miss the point of the movies. Uh, the other half of them they'll give away plot points in their praise of the movie. Yeah. So I usually don't read those yeah. at all because you I know. found that, uh, X-ray that if you pause the movie, it comes yeah. up. Sometimes it'll reveal things that you don't want to know. Uh, like, Oh, I didn't know that character was in this. seems simply, you know, a simple thing to avoid. Yeah. So don't pause the movie. <laughs> yeah, Malevolent was one of the rare movies I've actually stopped. And Gene was like, we've got to watch something else. Because yeah. I will usually, my rule is once a movie starts, yeah. I give it 90 minutes. Yeah. You know. That's another Barnes that's rule. Least, that's another Barnes rule. I'll give you 90 minutes. That's, that's all I can give you. And, you know, <laughs> do your worst. Do your worst. <laughs> and sometimes they do. And sometimes they do. <laughs> you know, and usually I will write it out. Oh, I watched Mac and Me on... Uh, <laughs> Oh, on uh, uh, um, MST3K. Uh, How was Ooh, that? Man. Have you ever seen Mac and Me? <laughs> I don't think I know what that is. Just, oh, oh, oh my God. McDonald's in the late 80s, uh-huh. early 90s. Um, must have been early 90s, late 80s. Uh, remade E.T. Yeah. What? Basically as a long McDonald's commercial. Jeez. And it is every bit as good as it sounds. Mm. complete with a musical number in a in a McDonald's, McDonald's place. yeah I believe uh, Mystery Science Theater I've not seen this movie in, since it came out I actually saw this in the theater when it yeah. came out because it was one of the uh, bring a can of food watch a free movie mm-hmm. oh. fair that they put on and it was the new movie of the year or whatever usually they played old movies so right. but the first First Christmas movie they always played was something currently in theaters. So we went to that, and uh, I think MST3K must have cut out a bunch of the McDonald's stuff because it seemed shorter and less McDonald's-centric than I remember. Do you think this was for legal reasons? Uh, Well, I know they cut the movies down for time. Okay. So that may have been it. I don't know if they did it for legal reasons, but it seemed less McDonald's-y. Than, than before 
You I don't... mean, one of the characters works at McDonald's. It's terrible. Uh, the yeah. characters are revived by Coca-Cola. Oh. Um, you they know? just inject some into their neck or what? They just make them drink it. Oh. They're really horrifying looking puppets wow. that look kind of like burn victims. Did... You should look them up. It's, uh, you okay. should watch the movie. Everybody out there who loves real horror. Did we talk real about... Real unflinching horror. <laughs> and I was talking about uh, The Dragon Lives Again on uh, Facebook. Um, uh, Zach Howard, he said, uh, I want you to review Mac and me. Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> Did we talk about so, Mac Sabbath? So I just gave him a one line review, which was, uh, you can't spell misanthropic without M-A-N-C. Because this, this movie just makes me hate Everybody. humans. It's just like, how can you Ooh, do this? That's crazy. It's a horrifying movie. <laughs> I know you mentioned it last podcast because it was going to be on... Oh yeah, and TCM they did TCM. double bill of Mac and Me and, and uh, the Garbage Pail Kids, Kids oh, which God. Garbage Pail Kids is so bad. I've only watched it once, <laughs> and that was a movie we wanted to see so bad when we were kids. Because you were collecting the cards and stickers. We collected the cards, and I saw it young. Thankfully, I didn't have to wait twenty years to watch this thing. Uh, I still saw it when I was a kid, and it was so bad. That we all never talked about it again. We were just like, no, then no, that movie didn't happen. So you were like the kids from It. It's like you kind of just, just kind of moved on and forgot kinda. about it. Yeah, if they made a sequel, I'd have to call up all my old friends and be like, it's bad. Garbage Pail Kids. What? We, we got to go kill it. Yeah, just come back to Hunters. Oh. Stalking us one by one at the prom. Yeah, that was like a movie where nothing went right. They didn't know what they wanted to do with it. How do you make Garbage Pail Kids a movie anyway? Right. So did I mention Max Sabbath last time on the show, or was that in the car? Max Sabbath? There's the a band that... that dresses as the McDonald's uh, the moon Mc- guys and plays Black Sabbath? They, they dress as the McDonaldland characters and play oh, Black yes, Sabbath. Oh, yes, you did mention that. I've yet to see them live, but it's it's stunning. Uh, you should check it out for sure. Not um, before you watch Mac and Me. Okay, you have a deal. <laughs> now, before we say whether we recommend this or not, um, uh, we're going to talk about an idea for an upcoming show. Um, this movie, I would say it, it, it really depends on what kind of a movie wanter you are. And uh, I would say it's not really a horror movie. You know, it's not an according to Hoyle horror movie. So go into it knowing that. And if you just if you do like quirky indie movies that are kind of moody and have some hair eating in them and the magic pixie girl. Sure. Get it as a classic of its kind (laughs) of that genre. It's one of the better ones. Um, But other than that, I would say, you know, proceed with caution. You know, if, if, if moody stuff bums you out or whatever, it's it's not that bad, but. You know, it's not like a Brown Bunny, that Vincent Gallo thing. Yeah. Where it's like, what are they doing? Oh, I see what she's doing. Okay, now that that's over, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, Jolien, how about you? Uh, uh, it's good cast, good photography, good soundtrack. Um, just... I recommend their next movie, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Whatever that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, Will, what about you? Oh, this is high recommend. Yeah? Yeah, cool. Definitely. Uh, it struck a chord with you. Struck a chord with me. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you know, I, I never thought I'd watch a movie about hair eating. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would enjoy it. I, I wouldn't put it past you knowing you as I do. Just yeah. saying. So, um, so there you have it, listeners. We don't, we don't really know what you'll think of it, but uh, give it a look. You know, if it, it's not going to be the worst thing you saw. And if it is, it's only 77 minutes, not. It's only 77 minutes long. Not 240 minutes. Feels like minutes. two and a half hours, but yeah. it's only 77 minutes. So for next show, uh, do, you, do you guys want to do Redeemed by a Rewatch or Ruined by a Rewatch? <laughs> Ooh, let's do both. Okay, well, I mean, thinking, you don't necessarily have to watch both, but just watch something that you—that's a rewatch that you either liked a lot or didn't like, and you haven't seen again. Right. Rewatch it and and determine whether or not ruined or or redeemed. Okay. You know, because I was going to say we could either do an episode of ruined by a rewatch, and then later on at another time, redeemed by a rewatch. But I I would say yeah, just we could go into it saying. I know I really liked this. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I know I, I really hated man, this. Man, I hated okay. Anaconda too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could it be redeemed? Could uh, the blood orchid? The underlying themes that <laughs> the really blood come orchid. out. Yeah. Yeah. So you like this idea? I like this idea a lot. Cool. It's a good one. All right, cool. And it's something we can do more than once. You know, we could. Mm, sure. Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. We, we could really, you know. We haven't done a cut to the sequel in quite a while. I think yeah. we need to find another one of those. Ooh, where... That's always a good one. I love cut to the sequel. Yeah. Where you miss the first movie and you just go straight to the sequel. Based on its own merits. <laughs> Great. Uh, unless you're talking about Howling 2, your sister is a werewolf. In which case, <laughs> you know. Man, if you saw any of those sequels and someone told you, well, the first one's really good. Uh, now, yeah. hard to believe. Now, yeah. now listen up everybody the second one has got Christopher fucking Lee in it yeah <laughs> alright that sounds really good yeah it's got Sybil Danning yeah. and Christopher Lee together what could possibly go wrong <laughs> how bad could it be mm. you want to find out watch the movie you think this is as low as this franchise goes nope nope, nope. can't imagine it continues plummeting oh boy yeah it goes off the deep end it, it reaches terminal velocity <laughs> oh, <man>. it's plummeting <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> Oh. Is it the worst horror franchise? How do you fuck up werewolves is my question. It's a really simple thing. Uh, people who have other stuff to do, are their lives are interrupted by turning into a wolf or a wolf-like person or a person-like wolf or a, or a marsupial. goddamn marsupial. Uh, yeah, how do you fuck up marsupial railroads? <laughs> That's better. just like a plan to print money. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, um, never put it past people who get the budget. You got the werewolf. That's scary. You got a pouch. That's pretty scary. <laughs> you could keep oh, anything in it, you really. You could keep a gun in there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd like to, you know, the, the, uh, the, the meeting where they, they someone said uh, their plans for Howling 7. Because, <laughs> like, you know... So we've got this werewolf franchise. What what are your ideas about doing this werewolf franchise? Well, I know a bar where there's some bands that play. That's great. All right, we got a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've seen Howling Seven. Oh. I, I would... gave up around Howling Four, I think. Oh, okay. I would like one where well, the band is werewolves. And they lock all the doors and then slaughter the entire audience. Uh huh. Do they do that in the movie? I blanked it out mostly. Okay. I remember it's lots of just this local bands playing in a bar for a long, long time. 
Okay, or... Um, and then there's a werewolf eating hair. Or it's the, over. <laughs> or the audience is all werewolves. They lock the doors and kill the band. Ooh. That's another way to do it. Maybe the audience of vampires and the band are werewolves. And they don't know that each other are there. Yeah. Uh, and the music producers are mummies. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sort of metaphor or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. That's probably a good place <laughs> to call this a show, right? Yeah, sure. We made an hour. Yeah. And, you it's know, free. If it were 59 minutes, Will, I would put like a preview or some music. You know, like if, if we were short last week, which there was no way that was going to happen, um, I would have just put that uh, that rat in a cage thing by smashing pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> you mean gerbil in a cage? Yeah. No, that's Richard Gere you're thinking of. Oh. Wow, how long has it been since someone made a Richard Gere gerbil butt joke? They'll have to explain that to uh, to everybody. <laughs> to literally uh, everybody. Under just, 40. Just Google it, youngsters. Don't. Don't Google that. <laughs> Probably no. not. In fact, don't Google anything we ever suggest to Google. No, you're except right. Except for the creatures from Mac and me. You should have just let me end the show when I started to say it. No, you let me ramble, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors.